0: This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from our Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Let's let's open up with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for your presence in our midst. Thank you because you choose to dwell in us individually and corporately as a body of believers. We open up ourselves to mindful that your desire is to reveal yourself in and through us today. For those seeking and trusting you for direction, I ask for a witness of your spirit on steps to take. For those preparing for ministry, we ask, oh God, that you help us to see that we were designed to keep company with you, we're designed to be available to you, a tool in your hand to extend your love to the ends of the earth. We thank you for your power that is present. Thank you for healing that is already at work. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you because the entrance of your word brings light to the simple. We humble ourselves to the authority of your world. We yield ourselves to the walking of your spirit in this place that over this next Twelve sessions, you will help us see the truths of the strength of faith and its ability to access all that Jesus died for on the cross. And we'll be careful to give all the glory and honor to the matchless name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's an honor. This class is full. And I figure it's because it's a taster session. Um... I'm trying to get my bearing time-wise, so when the bell comes, that's my first sense of time. Um, Our objective, this class is Faith Foundations. Faith Foundations is one of two foundational faith classes you will take in Rema as a student in your first and second year. So I believe there's a second year faith class. The objective of this class is um, to lay a stronger foundation upon which you can build a life of faith. There's a reason we're called Rema. There's a reason our logo is the faith shield. And beyond that, we're persuaded that there's something about faith that is central to the life of not just a believer, but of a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The objectives of this course include to impart the spirit of faith that builds in you the core belief that all things are possible to him who believes. Secondly, to impart sound doctrine on the subject of faith. At the completion of this course, each student will be familiar with the following. The importance of a stronger faith foundation What faith is, how faith comes, how faith works, hindrances to the faith walk and how to overcome them, and walking in the God kind of faith. Course requirements, every student is required to be on time, attend full class, to take well-organized notes and participate in class as well as to comply fully with student handbooks. I I always say this with respect to that, take well-organized notes. One of the things that is amazing about an environment like Rema, and there are many schools like Rema around the world. Like you, I had the opportunity of sitting in Rema in Tulsa between 97 and 99. And it's amazing that in the midst of the instructions that you get from people that have walked with God and are walking with God and are having the opportunity to minister God's grace, in the midst of that, in your ability to listen to them, beyond what they will say, the Holy Spirit will speak to you specifically about things that he wants to do in your life, things that he's put in you that no one has ever seen, some of which you don't know anything about and have not seen, and people and assignments that he has for you. Your ability to take notes that include that. Date those things. Put anything that will help you remember how you felt when that witness came is essential. Because this is the, ten- this is the tendency when we walk with God. Because he's the omniscient God. He's the omnipresent God. He will talk to you about things that will happen in 15 years, like it will happen now. In his omniscience, he will rub his omniscience on you. And you will feel so strong about it that you will be persuaded this, this thing will happen in the next six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Note it, mark it, put asterisks, color it, whatever we need you to help. Because this is the reality. There are some things that will, you will walk in in 20 years' time that it will seem like it will start tomorrow. Your ability to take notes, mark it down. Thank God for technology, that wasn't much available. In fact, when I was a REMA student, they didn't allow us with computers into the class. Not that it was prevalent, unlike now, that we have the abilities, we, we can type things, we can note things, you can email yourself, you can send it to people that will send it to you. Make those notes. The whole essence of this place is not to give you good information. Our essence in this place is to... Is to leave an imprint of the person of God on you. To develop a keen sense of the purpose of God for your life. then to go and obey him. Because that's what it's about. It's about obedience to the one that has called us. So take notes and make good emphasis on those things that you sense God is telling you. Cost requirements. I just read that. Grading. The grade received in this class will be determined by one exam and a reading grade. The exam will be 75% of your grade, while the reading grade will account for the remaining 25% of the overall grade. Reading grade for this class, you will be required to read Kenneth E. Hagin's Bible Faith Study Course. Are we required to read the entirety of the first 12 chapters? I think it's the first 12 chapters. It doesn't say that here, but I, I know you're not required to read everything. Um, but it won't hurt you if you read everything. Won't, like, you, you won't have pain in your toes from reading everything. It will bless you. But what is required for exam is the first 12 chapters. Th- there's a reason you're in Rema. There's a reason God sent you here specifically. And there's a reason that around this organization that is a vital extension, like you've heard, of Kenneth Hagin Ministries in Tulsa, we put a great emphasis on faith. Brother Hagin once said, faith is the most important subject in all of the Bible. Faith is the most important subject in all. All of the Bible. And I can't disagree with him. Not just because of the vastness of his experience in his walk with God, but because of the importance of faith, like you will see. One of the things that I will set out to do before we, um, before we delve into teaching is, I'll make an illustration. I, I, I want three men that know that they are tall. to so please stand up. Three men that they are confident that they are tall, To please stand. <laughs> I only need three, so I'll have to eliminate. Can I get those two brothers? And can you please come? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, please come out. Then ca- can I get one brother that is confident that he's short? This is not time to point hands. Just one brother that is confident. My God, let's give him a round of applause. Okay, my brother has come. Thank you very much. Um, I need the three tall brothers to stand akimbo and Facing one another in a sense, one another, be confer, Hold your hands like that and spread out a little bit. Spread out a little bit. This illustration is important. Thank you, Olga. Spread out a little bit. If you bend your heads and almost form like a, a covering, a canopy, spread out. One of the distinctives of the Christian faith, not just the religion that has been made out of Christianity, is the conviction of one God. One being manifest in three persons. One being manifest in three distinct persons. You will not find this word in the Bible... But it is what we have come theologically to embrace, the Trinity. Three distinct persons, yet one being, God. It's interesting because sometimes it's blind to our thinking, but in the very first chapter of the book of Genesis, this thought of a triune God, three times we see in Genesis chapter 1, the word Elohim, in the beginning God, is a plural compound word. One that is more than one, yet refers to one. Elohim. In the beginning Elohim created. 126. And God said, let us, which us were that? The, the Godhead. Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. The creation of man was born out of a desire of... He's not short enough, apparently. (laughs) Of the triune God that has always been in perfect fellowship with one another to create a being to share their oneness, their love and the wealth of their personhood with. The reason for the creation of man is the desire of the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good God in his desire to share the wealth of his Godedness. With mankind. The Godhead is a community of love, in love, absolute union, absolute oneness. Brothers, if you linger a little bit, just linger, it you may, it may, at least at the end of this session. Theologically, we say <laughs> omnipotence. Omniscient, omnipresent, and this is the part we struggle with more than anything else. Omni-benevolent. That an all-powerful God, being the source of all power and having all power, Not ruling by authority, but ruling by raw, brutal power. A God that scripture says in Ephesians 1, walks all things after the counsel of his will. That means everything in all of creation will yield to his will. That which he wills, everything one day will yield to. An all-powerful God. An all-knowing God that is the source of not all knowledge, wisdom, understanding, insight. The source of all knowledge is found completely in all three persons. Omnipresent. Not just being in all places at the same time, But being in all places, at all times, in all time. That means he's not only perfectly in Abuja on the 13th of November at 13 past 6. Simultaneously, he's in Rio de Janeiro in the exact same time simultaneously, is in Beijing, China, in the exact same time. Yet, also in Abuja, simultaneously, in 1325, November 13th, at the exact time. And absolutely in Abuja, in 2056, in the exact same time. An omnipresent God. Then an omnibenevolent God, a God that omni, Latin word for all, benevolent, good, volent, will, a God that all he ever wills towards you is only always good, only always good only always good this is the interesting thing Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that he was Jesus was the lamb let's assume he wants to be the father i feel it in him so let's assume he's the father let's assume he is god the word god the father god the word That entered into the human experience and became flesh and became God the Son, but eternally He was the Word, God the Holy Spirit. And this all powerful God, before the foundations of the earth, in their all knowingness, before man was created knew that man would fall and need a savior. And he became the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. That's the God we're dealing with. So, this all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, all-good God Creates man, and in chapter 3, man removes himself from the fellowship, from the communion, from the shelter, from the canopy of the Most High, because he takes a nature contrary to the nature. Of the Godhead. God starts to unroll and unveil the plan of salvation to bring back man into fellowship with God. And through the sacrifice by the mercy and grace of God, the Word becomes flesh. Takes man's place in hell, pays the debt that we owe. Now man is not only brought back into fellowship with God, but now man learns to receive, if you will hug him, hug him, man learns to embrace the love of the father. The new creation learns to discover, hold him as one, who he is in Christ. And learns to yield to the person, hold him from the side, the person of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide in all that the Godhead has available for him or her. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You may be seated. And that is important because one of the dangers one of the dangers of, of, of our tendencies as teachers of the word... For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.